Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I believe you can make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. So I'm bringing you the information and the conversations to help you do just that. Today is day 23 of my lost and found challenge. Y'all, not only does that mean we are seven days away from the end of this 30-day challenge, but we're two days away from Christmas. I just cannot believe that 2023 is getting up out of here like this. I mean, the fact that I had a ba- the fact that I had a whole baby in January, and I still feel like that was not that long ago, and now he's about to be a whole year old, like, it's it's bananas, it's wild, I don't know if time is speeding up, I don't know what's going on out here, but as quickly as it's going, um, I'm actually not mad <laughs> about it, I'm happy to see it go, um, but nonetheless, this Lost and Found Challenge was my commitment to really dedicating time each day to get closer to God and to also be obedient. Because one of the things that I feel like he's been like patting me on my back, subtly like tapping me on my shoulder and he about to start slapping me on my face about is the fact that part of my purpose is really using my voice. And I have been so focused on doing all of these other things that I had gotten away from specifically these solo sermons. So for those of y'all who don't know, which most of y'all probably don't know this, I don't even know if I really talk about this, but way back when I had Confessions of a Workaholic, I used to do, that was my podcast. I had the Confessions of a Workaholic um, podcast, and I also used to do this thing called Mindset Mondays. And Mindset Mondays was on freeconferencecall.com, okay? And it was, I actually think I started Mindset Mondays before I started Confessions of Workaholic. I honestly don't remember. I don't know how I could find that out. But anyway, it was, I, I ended up doing them at the same time. Um, but Mindset Mondays was, again, something that God challenged me with, dropped it in my spirit and was like, this is what you're going to do. You're going to host this weekly call and you are just going to share some motivation, some encouragement, some inspiration, some words of wisdom to help get these women together. And so for several months, maybe even a full year, I hosted these Mindset Monday calls and I literally had thousands of women that would tune in to these calls. And that was kind of the start of me getting into this whole solo sermon thing. That's the, It was really the same vibe. So I've been feeling that nudge to get back into that because I feel like so much of my time and so much of the message just in the media and on social media is around making money. The focus is always on what you're producing right? Like what work are you doing? What money are you making? And I don't think we focus enough on like the you behind all of the productivity, like the person behind the productivity, the person behind all of the things that you desire to do and that the world is trying to to drain from you. If you are not fulfilled within yourself, if you are not 
consciously and consistently tapping in spiritually with self in some way, then you are eventually going to be drained, depleted, defeated, and wondering why you're feeling stressed out. And so this is just a uh, opportunity, I guess, for me to share these messages that I truly believe are directly downloaded from God, from spirit, uh, from spirit, so that I could share them with you. So this is my opportunity to add some balance to the conversation to not only promote, and I've like completely moved away from talking about entrepreneurship and, and money at this point, but this is especially for the non-church girls like myself. I know that they're I mean, I just know that there is a whole community of women who are spiritual. We have this strong belief and connection and relationship with God, but we don't necessarily subscribe to mainstream religion, to any particular mainstream religion. And so I definitely believe a thousand percent in God. I am still very much so on the fence with any type of organized religion. Um, but I'm tapping back into the Bible, the principles, like I'm, I'm exploring, I'm in a constant state of exploration. And so for those of y'all who fall in line with any of that, whether you just need a good word or you're trying to figure out, you know, spiritually, you know, what you need or how you can connect better, this is the safe space for you. So these solo sermons are going to be at some point their own podcast. I don't know at what point that's going to be. I'm going to try not to overthink it and not to, you know, worry about it being perfect, but really just putting it out there. Um, and really it's just for y'all and, you know, we'll see what it turns into. But um, yeah, if you've been enjoying these solo sermons, definitely leave your girl a review. It tremendously helps me out. Okay. So today's solo sermon, let me just give this, this disclaimer. So y'all know about this whole thing that's going on in the media with Christian keys right now. If y'all don't know, just Google it like Christian keys T if you Google that, but a quick summarization, Christian keys, who's this actor? came out and said that, you know, basically me too. I have been sexually um, harassed by a major, um, I don't know if he said a producer, a director, but somebody in Hollywood, okay, some man in Hollywood, but he won't name any names. And he's giving all these clues. He's saying all these things and people are annoyed at this point. So I say that to say, I don't want y'all to be annoyed with me at the fact that I'm about to mention again some ish that is still I'm still working through it and y'all are like but but who is it what's the tea okay I don't want y'all to to feel like I'm being like Christian Keys because I will name names just not today just not today just not today but I told y'all episodes and episodes and episodes ago probably over the summer there was an episode um where I was talking about being betrayed. I was talking about being betrayed by someone who I consider to be not just a close friend, but like a brother, right? We have, we've known each other for years and years, way before we 
were like these influential personalities, podcasters that we are today, right? So we've known each other for real, for real, offline before Instagram, okay? Before before Instagram was was what it is right now. So I felt like, you know, we had a real relationship, not just a fake phony relationship. So I just wanted to set the scene for the type of relationship and why I feel betrayed and why I'm still not over this ish, okay? So we've, you know, done business together. We've um, uh, helped one another with business. We've collaborated on things. We've done all types of things over the years, traveled together, done events, but all of these things over the years together. And this year, he decides that he is just going to play in my face to the utmost disrespectful level, like the top of the top. I'm talking about not just being... Not just using me, okay? Not just using me for his benefit, but being inconsiderate as a friend and then the nail in the coffin because the coffin was creeping back open. Because I do, I be having a soft spot for people, especially people who I feel like, okay, we had, you know, we, we was for real, for real. But the nail in the coffin was me randomly finding out that he publicly lied on me. Actually, there's two, there's two nails in the coffin. That was the first nail. That was the first nail at the top of the coffin was me finding out that he publicly lied on me. And I'm talking about the way that God, the way that God be bringing these around, these things around and will give you the information even when it wasn't even supposed to be gotten, like the way that it will just drop right in your lap when it's meant to, it's crazy. So let's see, I can't tell too many details because then y'all really gonna be able to piece together the puzzle. But basically, this person went onto a public platform, okay, a workshop, a training, a thing that was being hosted and referenced me by name as someone that they had helped start their podcast. That is an actual lie and it is not true at all. Not only is it not true at all, it was painted in such a way that he had almost like saved me from what I was going through, you know, at that time when I started my podcast and he helped me, you know, start my podcast. So it wasn't just like a a little white lie. It was like a whole made up story. And so when I tell you my blood was boiling, like the kettle was whistling, like it was I was on fire because prior to this was after I had already been feeling some type of way. Like you already being super shady. You're already doing these little subtle, dirty little things. Like I'm noticing you. And then this random person comes back and references this 
statement that you made on this platform randomly to me, just randomly brings it up to me months later after you say it. Nothing but God, right? Nothing but God bringing this right to my door. Because in the midst of this, I feel like he was trying to rope me back in. I feel like he was trying to, you know, explain himself and, you know, all of the things. But then this random person comes and tells me this thing. And so I'm like, okay, that's the first nail on the coffin. The second nail on the coffin. The second nail on the coffin was this person going onto his own public platform again. A major podcast platform to talk about this friend that he had that had unfollowed him on Instagram for no reason and that you know she was just being petty and was in her feelings and he couldn't believe it and literally told this made up make believe story as if he didn't know all of the other things that he had done to make it seem as if I just randomly unfollow him and that, you know, that's so petty who just goes around unfollowing people. So that was the nail at the bottom of the casket. So then the casket is completely closed at this point. However, I still feel like I, I, I was, I was done dirty. And I've gone through the phases, you know, there's like the stages of grief. I've gone through the stages of betrayal and I'm starting to, I hope y'all don't have no kids around. If y'all got some kids around, turn this down for two seconds, but I'm starting to get my fuck it back. You know, it's like when you starting to get that, you know, you starting to get that little chip on your shoulder. You starting to like buck up a little bit. You starting to stand tall again. You starting to really recognize that you must have some power. You must be putting that pressure on people. People must recognize you as some sort of threat for them to be spreading these lies, for them to be having your name in their mouth, for them to be verbally literally running your 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 name through the mud like by name naming you you you're the one that doesn't recognize the power it's you that doesn't realize that you're the threat other people see it because they wouldn't be doing all this dirt they wouldn't be acting in this way they wouldn't be behaving this way and betraying you in this way if they didn't recognize some sort of power or see you as some sort of threat so it's time for you to stand tall stand firm stand ten toes down so that's the season I'm in right now with it but as I was thinking about what I wanted to share for today's solo sermon I thought about how when people do you dirty, what can we, well, like what happens with that dirt? When you feel like people are doing you dirty, that dirt, in my opinion, is soil for some seeds. So if you are in a situation right now or in a season where you feel like people are just playing in your face, like you know they don't mean you well, but here they come smiling. Here they come sliding in your DMs. Here they come commenting. Here they come playing in your face on your phone. Okay. If you're in this season where you feel like people are doing you dirty, I believe 
in my season that this soil is seeds. Now, it can either be soil for seeds of faith or seeds of fear. Let me tell you what's the difference. The seeds of fear show up as I am so worried about the impact that this person's lies are going to have on me. I am in fear about the power that this person has over me so much so that I'm about to start acting and operating out of a state of fear. So you can allow this dirt that they're doing, this dirt that they're throwing on your name, this dirt that they're that they're this this dirtiness that they're doing to you, you can allow that to to be seeds of fear because you're so afraid of what this dirt is going to do. How destructive this dirt is going to be, or they can be seeds of faith. Seeds of faith, knowing that if God is bringing you through this, if he's bringing you through it, that must mean he's going to get you to it. He doesn't bring you through it without getting you to it. There's always something on the other side. So I am in belief in this season that this dirt, this soil is a seed that I'm going to water with faith. Okay, because the dirt is here. I'm either going to water it with faith. I'm going to water it with fear. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I am going to water it with faith. I'm going to believe that the God that I serve, even though I feel like I'm struggling in this season, that he has something that I'm learning. He has something that someone that he needed me to separate from before he pulls me up truly into my purpose. Before I really get to what he has for me, he has to make sure that I got the people around me who are truly for me. And so again, this elevation is going to require separation. So in this season where I feel like I am being done dirty, I'm going to use this dirt as a soil and I'm going to water this soil with faith. So in this season, you cannot afford to spend too much time in your feelings. And y'all, this is a solo sermon for both of us. Okay. For all of us. This is a group chat conversation for everybody. I'm speaking to myself here too. We can, and that's why I specifically said too much time because we're humans. I'm sensitive. Like as, as tough as I may appear, I'm soft as ish. Okay. You can get in your feelings for a little while, but you cannot afford to stay there because when you spend too much time in your feelings, that's when your perspective, your perception of other people, of other things around you, of other opportunities starts to get soiled. Okay, you start to have a negative perception. You start to expect the worst out of people because you're sitting in these feelings that you have for this one specific person or this one specific situation. So you could be in your feelings for a little while, but you can't settle there. You can't sit in those feelings. You also can't afford to waste too much time trying to prove those people wrong. Okay, you can't waste too much time. So I said I'll speak on it later. I'll name some names later because right now I got to do the work. Right now, I got to prove to myself that I am who God says I am. So I don't have time to prove anything to you. I don't have time to prove anything to the people. I have to focus on proving it to myself by, by pursuing my purpose. That's where all of my time, effort, and energy is directed. I'm going to focus on what I control 
which is me. And so what I'm doing in this season, even though I'm feeling betrayed, I'm going to put more energy into the good people because I know that for every person that I feel like is doing me wrong and playing in my face, I know there are people in position around me right now, not only with the power to bless me, but just with the power to sow goodness into me. So I'm going to put more energy into good people. I'm going to put more time into my purpose. And I'm definitely not going to allow the pain that this dirt is putting me in. I'm not going to allow that pain to turn into poison because that is exactly what it becomes. Unresolved issue. That negativity, that anger, that stress will literally make you sick. Okay, Google this statistic. But between 80 and 90 percent of all ALL, all caps, 80 to 90 percent of all ailments, diseases and illnesses are stress related. So listen, I'm not about to let you literally push me into this state of dysfunction. This that literally turns into disease. So, again, I'm not a Bible girl. I don't know Bible verses. I can't name them. I don't know them by heart. Okay, I don't. But I have been intentionally asking God, like, help me to know what you need me to know. I don't necessarily know that I got to start from the beginning of the book and work my way through. But highlight some things that you want me to know that are relevant in this season. And one of the things that came up was Joseph. And so I remember like when I was a little girl, there was a play in town and it was called Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Like I remember that. But I don't really know what that was in reference to. Like I never went to see the show. I just remember the commercials on the radio. I just remember hearing about it. But I have that reference point at least. So when I go and just start looking into Joseph just really quick, like in a summarization, I watched like a 19 minute YouTube video. And it basically told this story of Joseph being, you know, I believe he was the youngest brother. The Bible girls don't come get me for this. Okay, this is a non Bible girl interpretation. Don't quote me on any of this. Okay. But I believe he was the youngest son. I do know that he was like the chosen one by his father. He was like daddy's boy. And because he was daddy's boy, his brothers hated him, right? His brothers were jealous. They resented him. They ended up trying to kill him, decided not to actually kill him because they didn't want to suffer the bad karma from killing him. So they sold him into slavery as if that was so much better. While he's into slave, while he's in slavery um, or I'm sorry, let me take a step back in the midst the what put them into such hatred for him is that he started having these dreams. So he discovered that he had this gift of dream interpretation. So he would interpret his own dreams and he was able to interpret dreams for um, for other people. So he started to tell his brothers about these interpretations he was having. His brothers were in fear of these interpretations. They felt like he was going to think that he was better than he was. He was going to you know, think that he was above them. So that's when they decided, OK, we're going to kill him. Then, nope, we're not going to kill him. We don't want the karma. We just going to sell him away as a slave. So he's a slave. He's sold into slavery. <sighs> this is where it gets real gray for me. But the person that Potiphar, okay, ends up being his master. 
Potiphar ends up being his master. He again rose from being the slave to being the chosen one in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife is a real sleazy, dirty whore. She ends up trying to seduce him. He doesn't go for it. So he, she lies on him. Okay. She lies on him. She lies on him. And because she lies on him, Potiphar ends up not only putting him out of the house, but throwing him into jail without trial. So fast forward, the king ends up having these strange dreams, needing somebody to interpret the dreams. And Joseph ends up being the one who can interpret the dreams because Potiphar remembers, hey, I had this slave. He has this gift. He can interpret these dreams. Let's get him out of jail. He comes and interprets the uh, dreams. And because he does such a service for the king, he is put in this position of power. He has uh, leadership and dominion over, you know, all of this land. He's reigning over these people and his brothers who put him into slavery, who had this plan to kill him, who were jealous and, and lied about it and did all of these things, literally ruined his life, ended up coming back and begging for bread. Because they was about to starve in the famine. All right, Bible girls, tell me how I did. Okay, that's it. So that's the basic story of Joseph. So there are so many points in there that I can relate to. Definitely, you know, my brother didn't hate me, but my sister definitely did. Okay, I definitely was a daddy's girl. It wasn't my brothers. It was like my mother and my sister, okay, instead of brothers. So imagine that. So I definitely can relate to Joseph in that way. And then now, being lied on, it's like, oh, the devil is a lie. People will literally, if they can't distract you, if they can't get close to you, if they can't get out of you what they think they deserve from you, if they can't be you, if they can't get close to you and get a little bit of what they see on you because they wish they could naturally do what God has just gifted you with. When people find themselves in that envious state, when people get close to your light and it makes them, it brings out their darkness, they can't help but to hate on you. It stirs up their spirit. It stirs up those demons. It, it, those demons bring up that dirt. And so in all of this, what I'm getting out of it and what I want to share with you is that you don't have to worry about clearing your name. The comeback will always be greater than the setback. Okay, where God is taking you is greater than anywhere that anyone, any person could keep you from. I believe that your gift will take you places. Your gift will take you to your purpose. Your gift is what gets you a seat at the table. So today I want you to ask yourself, who who have you been holding a grudge against? Who have you been letting get under your skin? Who have you been allowing to force you to sit in your feelings for too long? That's the first question. The second question I want you to ask yourself, what gifts have you been sleeping on? Because in order for people to elevate you based on those gifts that God has given you, they got to know about those gifts. So what gifts have you been sleeping on? And then if you've identified the gifts that you have, who knows about those gifts? Because it's not enough for you to stop sleeping on it. Now you got to start sharing those gifts with the world. Because if Joseph wasn't brave enough to share his gifts, nobody would have known to come get him up out of the prison. And that was directly connected to his purpose. His prison, 
The pipeline from prison to purpose was his gift. So it's time for us to discover our gifts. So today I want to encourage you, remind you that when they do you dirty, you get to work. But you can't work while you're in fear. The work, the work with an E, it's the effort and the energy that you dedicate to your own dreams outside of what you do for everybody else, outside of what you do for other people. That's the work with an O. So when they do you dirty, you get to work. You start putting your your effort and your energy into your own ish. Forget what they got going on. Again, back to the four agreements. Don't take it personal. Whatever, Whatever issue they got with you is a direct reflection of their own internal incompetencies, of their own internal insecurities. So when they do you dirty, you get to work. You cannot work while in fear. So are you choosing faith or fear? I love you. Got nothing but love for you. And I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, and if you heard Cairo screaming in the background, pray for your girl. Peace.